Welcome back to the NikiFit podcast. I am your host, Katie. And today we are here to talk about the remaining two macronutrients. So last week we had a good long discussion about protein and its importance and where to get it and how much to have. And today we're just gonna have a little look at the other two and then tie it back into kind of our overall um, calorie and macro intake. So starting off with fat intake. So once we have got our calorie target, so let's say we're having 2000 calories per day, We've also set our protein target, um, which we talked about in last week's podcast. Now we have the other two carbohydrates. And usually what we do here is we kind of just break up the percentages. So let's say we have 2000 calories of that 160 grams of it is protein, for example. If you pop that in your MyFitnessPal, I might say that's kind of coming in at like 30% of your overall macros. So then we might say, right, for our carbs and fats, we'll set them to 35% each. And that way you can kind of just go up and down and then based on what you eat that day. Some people just like carbohydrate foods more than fatty-based foods, and other people like kind of fat-based foods more than carbohydrate-based foods. But once our kind of protein and our calories are where they need to be most days, it's okay if the other two kind of go up and down, especially if we're staying within our calories. If, let's say, carbs is really high, it'll probably just be the case that fat just happens to be a little bit lower that day. Um, So usually we let that um, come down to people's personal preference. So where we might need to look into them a bit more than just setting 35, 35 kind of percent would be uh, dependent on what your goals are. So for example, if somebody is like an athlete or a marathon runner, it's obviously going to be very important that they have a lot of carbohydrates because carbohydrates gives us um, energy but if somebody is kind of maybe trying to diet and reduce their calories we might look then at reducing their fat intake and um, which we'll go into now so fats are probably the one that we address first so once we've hit our protein we can address and um, the fat um, number first because fat is kind of an essential nutrient so what that means is our body doesn't make it itself so we need to actually get it through our diet to make sure we're getting enough of it um, and it's really important for loads of stuff it's like it's what makes up our cells it makes our hair healthy our nails healthy really important for our mental health for our reproductive health and um, there's just loads of reasons why having good healthy fats in our system is really really important um, and we get it through things like avocados and nuts and fish and seeds and oils and things like that um, the only difference between well the main difference between carbs and fats is the calorie um, calorie amount in them so there's nine calories per gram of fat whereas there's only four calories per gram of carbohydrate and protein and um, so that's why when we are dieting for example or when we're trying to lose weight or we're trying to get into a calorie deficit we will try um, advise people to decrease the amount of fat they're taking in their diet or at least observe how much fat they're taking in and make sure it's not too high essentially because when we're having a lot of high fatty foods or foods that have a lot of fat content we will also be eating a lot of calories even though we might be having the same amount of food as we would be if it was carbohydrate based we're getting a lot more calories so you're getting a lot more a lot less bang for your book essentially when we're eating a lot of fat intake so that's why it's good to to monitor and make sure we're not having enough so examples where you might manipulate your fat intake would be if we are trying to lose weight we would lower down the fat intake to about maybe 20 25 percent of your overall macros sometimes it can be as low as maybe 15 percent of your overall macros and allowing then a much higher percentage of your macros come from carbs because that way you're getting loads of protein loads of carbs loads of food but not a huge amount of calories and then on the flip side of it if you're someone trying to gain weight or you're in a gaining phase it can be a really nice idea to increase the percentage of fat you're taking into your diet because a lot of people that come to us and a lot of um, people that we work with that are trying to gain let's say it's uh, gain weight gain muscle 
um, just bring their weight up. They can have a really hard problem doing that in a healthy way. And what we hear a lot is kind of like, oh, it's really easy to bring my calories up by eating a load of crap in the evening or by just having an extra dairy milk in the end of the night. Because that's kind of, you get to the end of the day, you realize, oh, I still have 200 calories to eat. It's hard. It's just as hard bringing your calories up as it is bringing them down the first time you go into a deficit. And fat can be a really nice way to bulk up the calories without having to eat a huge amount more food. So your nut butters, your handful of seeds, your handful of nuts as a snack or as a as, as the day goes on kind of grazing on those things will just bump up the calories and then vice versa when you're dieting trying not to graze too much on those kind of things can help bring down the, the overall calorie intake. So one thing with fat is that we don't go too low in it. That would be the main thing with our fat intake. It's okay if it drops down when we're dieting. It's okay if it goes up when we're not dieting. But the main thing is to not be too low in it um, because of how important it is for our bodies. So with a range there, we want to be kind of aiming between 0.5 grams per kilogram of body weight. So for example, someone that's 100 kilos, they might be aiming for around 50 to 100 grams of fat per day. Um, or... Um, yeah, so one, one gram per kilo of body weight is kind of a nice target. So if you're 60 kilos, aim for about 60 grams of fat and just try not be too low in it consistently. People that would fall into that category of like consistently low fat intakers, let's call them, would be people that have been dieting for a long time, know that protein is really important, um, know that they need to keep their fat low and maybe they've kind of like kept switching their avocado in their breakfast to their protein bar and little things like that. You'll find that over time people can start making decisions that have have them taking in less healthy fats than they should and that would be a good time to really increase them um, or if you're kind of trying to maybe start a family or um, you're looking at your cycles and you're trying to get them better it would be make, good to make sure that you're not eating too low of anything calories carbs protein or fat but uh, we want to bolt them up a little bit and um, so that would be a good place to make sure we're looking at fat intake carbs then on the other hand are kind of an energy source but they are the only nutrient that is actually not needed by the body it's not essential and what that means is if we never ate a carb our body would actually synthesize it would make glucose which is really interesting and um, so it's the only one that even if we don't get it through our diet um, our body will create it for us which is uh, which is pretty cool but what that means then is it's probably the one we'll look at last but it doesn't mean it's not important it's really really important and anybody that moves which is pretty much every single human in the world is going to need a certain amount of energy right um, and the more active or sedentary you are will determine how much carbs we kind of really need so essentially when you take carbohydrates such as bread pastas rice sweet potatoes fruit vegetables all those kind of things have carbohydrates when you take them into your body they get broken down into glucose and then they're either used as energy or else they're stored as fat so if we are taking in a lot of carbohydrates but we are not moving a whole lot it makes sense right that they would get stored but again it only is if we are taking in too many calories nothing will make you put on weight or lose weight other than calorie intake so even if all of your carbohydrates all of sorry all of your intake is carbohydrates even if all you eat is carbs but you're still in a calorie deficit, you'll still lose weight. So try not to be too worried about eating too many carbs or too little carbs for weight loss or weight gain. That comes down to calories. So just forget about the carbohydrate intake until you've addressed the calorie intake. But then after that, you know, well, okay, now I know my calorie number is 2000. I'm kind of hitting that every day. Should I be eating more or less carbs? Like there's still confusion around it. So sometimes a, a real simple way to think about carbs can just be eat around your movement. So if you're a very active individual, like all the coaches in NeekFit would be, they're going to need a, a huge amount of carbs in their diet, right? To stay active and to stay energetic. Um, but if, or if you're like a marathon runner or if you're like, an, like a high performing athlete, how many carbs you have in your body is going to be really, really important and the number will probably matter. Um, but if you're like a general 
um, day to day and you just train in the gym and you're trying to lose a little bit of weight, it can be nice to kind of eat around your workouts. So for example, if you train early in the morning, it would be nice to kind of have your kind of higher carbohydrate meal maybe before you go to bed so that, you know, there's a little bit of um, carbohydrates floating around the body and they're ready to be used when you go in uh, doing your squats or whatever it is the next morning. Or if you like to train in the evening time, you'll know the feeling if you train regularly, you'll know the feeling of going into a workout with very little carbs in your system. You just feel wrecked and not, not bothered. So it's nice to make sure maybe in your breakfast or your lunch or getting your kind of higher carbohydrate meal there and um, to give yourself a bit of energy for your workout and we also know that when we're dieting or just for life in general having muscle mass holding on to muscle mass is really really important we talked about a good bit about that in the last podcast and we need to be able to train we need to be able to weight train effectively and consistently in order to maintain muscle mass so carbohydrates kind of fuel workouts they fuel recovery they fuel energy so it's really important that we have enough of them to be able to actually train effectively and like preserve that muscle mass through our training so that's why carbs um are definitely not the devil <laughs> as we have gone through a little generation i think of thinking low carb is the answer um, and it's definitely not the case so have enough carbs to feel energetic that's a nice way to think about them and if you're very sedentary or very inactive maybe that's a good time to reduce the carbs so somebody that does do well um, or a type of person that might do well off a very low carbohydrate diet would be somebody maybe that doesn't do any type of training is is, is quite overweight and quite sedentary you know they're they can likely fall into the category of like pre-diabetes or insulin uh, insulin resistance in which case a low carbohydrate diet can be very good for getting that kind of sensitivity that insulin sensitivity back um, but then again once that's back they should be able to tolerate carbs a little bit more um, and uh, up their carb intake there um, but in general other than maybe like that like PCOS or insulin resistance or those type of people who might have an issue with insulin like low carb diets are not necessary and they're also not very fun so you've heard probably of like ketogenic diets and low carb diets and the reason they work and they work like I've seen plenty of people do keto and get really good fat loss results and the reason they work is for two reasons one because they cut out a whole food group so what they're doing there is reducing their calorie intake massively because a lot of the time when we reduce a, uh, a food we we tend to not think about what we put in instead and um, we just kind of eat less because we're like oh i can't eat carbs now i don't know what to eat okay i'll just nibble on a bit, bit of chicken and then i'll keep going and usually what they've done there is eight way less so usually what gets that person results first of all is the the lack of calories or the the calorie deficit they put themselves into and then also with carbohydrates for every one gram of carb that we eat we store three grams of water in our body which is huge amounts of water so if you're someone that eats carbs every day you're going to always have that little bit of a level of of uh, water in the body from the carbohydrates that are in your system so if you one day just take out those carbohydrates out of your diet you're obviously then reducing a huge amount of water weight so at the very start of a, a keto diet there can be a, a kind of a rapid weight loss which is a a huge amount of water reduction and then be probably a, a good bit of a calorie deficit so it's not that it doesn't work it does pull you into calorie deficit but it's not that it works because you've no carbs if that makes sense and um, so just question why you're doing um, any kind of taking out of food groups ask yourself what is the reason for it and then a lot of the time with keto people kind of think okay i'm just going to eat no carbs but they don't really understand how an actual keto uh, diet works which is when you turn to a process of ketosis for energy but that that means you have to have like no carbs so that means you can't do i'll just eat no carbs during the week and then on the weekend you have a few beers and you're like oh i'm doing it monday to friday but not on the weekend that's kind of that's just eating low carbs during the week and eating carbs on the weekend is not necessarily ketogenic and um, but if it works to help bring your calorie intake down then then it might work for you and if somebody just prefers 
you know, higher fat, higher protein food um, and gets more nutrients in that way and eats more, eat more vegetables when they eat like that, then that is a good reason to do it. Um, but just be curious as to why you're doing what you're doing and maybe ask somebody who knows a little bit about it and um, what the best way to do it is. We have found anyone that does keto, it does work for a certain amount of time. So if you're doing it, do it with the idea of doing it short term because we live in a society where carbohydrates are so convenient and they're so tasty. So it's really hard to stick to it for a really long period of time. So it can be good to do it in little short bursts or if maybe you get some health benefits from it. Um, but just good to know all about it. So in general, now that we've looked at carbs, fats and protein, it's important to know that your macro breakdown or, or what you should be aiming for will heavily change or be heavily dependent on what your goal is. So if you're trying to lose a bit of weight, you might be better off high protein, high carbs, lower fats, so that it's easier to get loads of food in, but less calories, because your carbs are all your veggies and your meats and all those kind of things that keep you really full and keep you in a calorie deficit without feeling like you're getting way less food. So that's why reducing fat intake is great for dieting. Um, if you are someone trying to gain, right, increasing that fat content is a really nice way to increase the calories without it being from rubbish. And if you have any kind of like um, other specific goals, it might pull your macros into, into different, um, different percentages essentially. But the number one is always going to be your overall calories. That's going to really determine whether you gain or lose or stay the same. And that's the number one. And that's the first thing we always need to address is how many overall calories we're actually taking in. And then the macro breakdown is going to determine how easy or hard it is to stick to that goal, right? Protein, as we know from last week, is always going to be the number one because no matter what we're doing, whether it's gaining or losing weight, we still want to hold on slash build slash maintain as much of our muscle because that is just the key to life, having loads of muscle, right? So we want to make sure that we maintain that. So that's why that's always number two in terms of priority because whether we're eating more calories or less, we need to make sure we're eating the right amount of protein. And then the other two can vary, and that'll totally depend on your goal, depend on your preferences, but they're less important. So if you're brand new to all of this, I would say focus on the calories and then make sure your protein intake is enough. And then if you're at that stage where you know you're nailing both of them and you've been doing this for a long time, then that's probably the next step is to look at the other two, make sure that you're getting the right amount. No harm in looking at all of them all the time, but it just can be a little bit overwhelming when you're looking at Fitness Pal and you're like, oh my God, fat's in the red. Oh God, carbs are too low. Is that okay? Should I be? There's so much information and people just get way too bogged down with all of it. So just start with one area focus on that, then move into the next macro. And over time, you'll just change your habits to eat in these ways. It's not this big thing that you need to figure out at the beginning, it's definitely worth. But any of our members that are listening to this that have been with us a long time, that might be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm pretty good at like tracking or I'm pretty good at knowing my overall intake. I'm kind of curious now about my carbs and fats. That could be the next conversation you have at your next strategy session is like, what should my fats and carbs be? And then we can ask you what your goals are and we can give you a little bit more of a, of a kind of a, a target around those areas. So that's kind of a nice place to move once you're, you're pretty well equipped with all the tracking. But that kind of brings us back to tracking. And I suppose all of this information, protein, carbs, fats, how much you should have, where you should get it, it's all well and good if you can't actually stick to it for like a long enough time and like we all like I'm sure any of you guys listening will will know that like it's well and good knowing it but doing it is the hard part like eating enough protein consistently is tough like tracking your calories for a long period is tough and when it comes to tracking like we, we kind of start out with like a basic rule and um, is like we call it like the 14 day data collection and essentially what that means is in order to know how many calories you should be aiming for we need to figure out what your maintenance is first. Like what amount of calories is gonna make you um, maintain your weight 
um, and that way then we can decide what calorie number will make you lose or gain and the best way to do that is just do 14 days of tracking so what we'll do there with clients is we'll get them to track 14 days of weight, weight, their morning weight. So what that is, is first thing in the morning when you're at your leanest, lightest, after you've gone to the loo, hop on the scale, log it, forget about it. No emotional attachment to that daily weight. It's gonna go up, it's gonna go down, regardless of your actions, that's all fluctuations. And that's why it's good to get this data tracking period at a time where you're just eating normally, not when you've just started a ketogenic diet or you've just started the gym. And that's why we get people to wait until they're, you know, they're in the gym a little bit, they've got the whole kind of training under their belt because there's gonna be huge amounts of changes, loads of muscle adaptation when you first start training. So there's gonna be changes in your daily weight anyway, um, even if you're not gaining or losing any fat, there's gonna be changes. So it's nice to do it at a point where you're just eating normally then just track and eat normally and eat normally for two weeks and track it and even if you've put on weight at least it'll we'll be able to work out from that number what your maintenance should be if you lose weight we'll still be able to work out what your maintenance or to stay the same then we at least we have your maintenance but what you need to do is track your morning weight for 14 days in a row and then track all of your food intake and drink intake and everything that goes in right so all of your calorie intake for 14 days and what that's going to give us is a week one calorie average so let's say week one is 2100 a week two calorie average which is going to be let's say 1900 so now we know over the last 14 days we've averaged at 2000 calories and then we have our week one average weight so we add up all seven weights from week one and we have a number then we add up all our weights from week two and we have a number and let's say the change is 0.2 so you've gone down 0.2. So now we know, okay, you've averaged at 2,000 calories and you've gone down 0.2, so we can see we're in a slight deficit. And we can use our 3,500 calorie rule, which I'll go through now, to determine how much of a deficit or surplus we're in, right? But let's say you eat 2,000 calories and the weight stays the exact same. Now we know, okay, great. We found our maintenance, it's 2,000 calories. How much weight do you wanna lose? How quickly do you wanna lose it? How slow do you wanna lose it? I wanna lose a pound a week, right? So we have 3,500 calories in one pound. So what that means is to gain a pound or to lose a pound, we need to, we need to be in a surplus or a deficit of 3,500 calories. So if I'm my maintenance is 2,000 in order to lose one pound per week, um, we would need to be in a 3,500 calorie deficit, which over seven days is 500 calorie deficit a day. So now I know I need to eat 1,500 calories every day for the next seven days or every every week to lose a pound. And that can be on average. So you don't have to eat 1,500 every day, but we have to average out at a calorie intake of 1,500. Or if we see that we have gone up 0.3 or down 0.3 from our data tracking, we can use our 3,500 calorie rule. So let's say you lose 0.2 of a kilo on average over the two weeks, we can multiply 0.2 by 3,500 calories, which will give you a number, which I think is 700. Let's just go with 700, which we say, okay, 700 calories. I divide that across the seven days. Let's say, is that 50 calories a day? 100 calories a day? So 700, yeah, divided by. So if we have lost, uh, if we're in a deficit of 700 calories, that means that we are uh, 100 calories less than our maintenance every day. So if that makes sense, you know, if I'm eating 2,000 and I eat 1,900 every day, I will lose 0.2 per week. So it depends on the person's goal, how quickly or slowly they wanna lose weight. But we'll use this data tracking period to get an average calories, an average weight, and that'll give us a much, much more accurate number to assign somebody. So there are loads of quicker and like quicker ways to, to find a number. So you can use like, um, calorie, what are they called, calorie calculators, where you'll just pop in your details and they'll give you a number to aim for. The one we use in the gym 
is the Eric Helms um, calculator. So what you do there is you'll get your body weight in kilos, you'll multiply it by 22, that'll give you your BMR, and then we multiply it by a little activity multiplier. So if you're sedentary, you multiply it by one number. If you're um, lightly active, active, or very active, and basically depending on how active or sedentary you are, that will obviously determine how many extra calories on top of your BMR you should be eating. But again, there are ranges, they can be very variable, how much you move on any given week can change, you know, what you determine as active might be very different to what somebody else determines as active. So there's a lot more, what's the word, room for, like there's a lot more kind of um, vagueness in those numbers. So we kind of usually say the best way to know how many calories you are supposed to eat or should eat for your goal is to track 14 days, see what comes out, and use that as a way of determining. It also gets you into the habit of tracking consistently. Because as I said, I can give you a number today, eat this many calories, eat this much protein, this much fat, this much carbs, but it all means absolutely nothing if we can't do it consistently. And that's a whole another podcast, and we'll come to that in another podcast. But adherence, behaviors, like, how we think, how we feel, how we act, like it's all going to determine whether we can actually stick to something for long enough. So if you are someone that has been doing this long enough and wants to know what your numbers should be, book in with us and we can give you your actual, um, your actual kind of macro breakdown. Um, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more in the next podcast or in, a, in another podcast or two about um, how we can kind of set ourselves up for success, like how we can set goals, how we can do things long enough to see a change. Because that's the biggest problem, isn't it? Like we know about weight tracking, calorie tracking, but sometimes it's just hard to do it for long enough to see a change. Um, but today's one, today's podcast was basically just want to kind of give a little bit of a breakdown around the other two macros now that we've touched on the protein last week and kind of how that all ties back into our overall calories. So get your calorie target first. That's your number one thing to focus on. When you've really figured that out, then make sure your protein is adequate and don't worry if you can't get that straight away this is a lifelong thing we should be changing our eating habits for the rest of our lives not just for one diet or one um, one period of time then when you have figured out your protein and you have a good handle on getting the right amount each day then look into your carbs fats let them go up and down depending on your preferences but just make sure either of them aren't too low and that they're in the right place for your goals well, yeah, I think that's all we have for today. And um, thank you for tuning in. I hope you all got something from it. And um, if you have any questions around those areas, obviously reach out to any of the coaches. We'd be more than happy to help. And other than that, we will catch you all on the next podcast. Bye.